We can be found on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify. Like, share, subscribe, and leave us a comment down below. Now, on with the show. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. Fucking thing. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Right. Fuck it. And we're live. Damn, just like that? Just like that. <laughs> we're hot. Coming in hot. And uh, we got someone that came into the belly of the beast today. We got the the only Democrat with the cojones to come on higher and actually stand and, and put that a, a position up for the Dems of what they're supposed to be about, what they believe in. We got my mom here. so And you got the co-part, uh, the churro showed up today to fill in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so my mom, my mom built a flag. So if you start to kind of hammer her, she's gonna wave it. It says "Stop it on it." <laughs> that was the first thing I wrote before yeah. I came here. <laughs> before you did any type of research of what the Democrats are supposed to be about, you're like, I got to put up a safe space for myself. That's right. Safe word. Yeah, safe word. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I figured I'd let you go, mom. Uh, you can start with it. Kind of, what do you, what was the Democrats' position supposed to be, and are they even living up to where they where they technically should be? Denying that, but is Trump basically Hitler? <laughs> okay. Um, what I'm going to take is what I found online, and this is the Democratic's platform. And this is what it says online. Platform is divided into 10 main sections covering pandemic, response, economy, health care, criminal justice, climate, immigration, education, foreign policy, voting rights, and identity-related right issues. And going through hold it, on, I, hold on, hold on. So let's let's kind of parse that a little bit. Okay. Do they even get detailed about anything? Because because I can say, you know what I'm for? I'm for helping out the middle class. How are you going to do that? That's a good question. What is the next question? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that's what I'm going to go through. I'm going to go through each category that they're talking about. There, so there's ten of them. But what I noticed reading this, it's very generic. There's not specifics on it's it. It's milk toast as fuck, is what it is. It's political, that's what it is. Yes, it's political. We can't piss too many people off, but we got to make people believe we give a shit. So let's go with something like this. Well, I've been waiting to hear the specifics, and I really haven't heard that. Hold on, hold on. Before we go, so did you watch the the Vice uh, debate? Yes, I did. What did you take away from that? It was very cordial toward one another and very um, diplomatic. In fact, even complimentary to one another it looked like bullshit it looked like a bunch of typical <laughs> veneer yeah politicians yes it was so that because i have i i think kamala came off kind of decent in the beginning and then she turned into a shrill bitch and i don't know see i know you didn't take that off she anytime i start seeing a politician doing this like laugh smiley i think hillary clinton hit that's a hillary clinton cunt face is what that is when i see that i think that's more of a woman's face Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you what, that face don't look very appealing. <laughs> Especially if you're a guy, you're like, Ugh. looks like my, my wife that hates me. Well, I have to say, <laughs> I have to say Pants was very complimentary to her. He started very, you know, very cordial toward her. She was too. And yeah, when it got toward the ending, it did get kind of snippy. 
toward one another. What do you and think? Did you watch it, dude? No, I watched the last like five minutes of it, and yeah. it kind of just seemed like they were answering the question without answering the question. Yeah, exactly. Th- that's a good question. Without questions, where yeah. would we get? What's your next question? Like, <laughs> it was it was basically question asked and not answering that, and just going to their political rhetoric, what they have to say. So you know what I noticed, and I don't know because you're older and you've seen a lot of these debates happen and take place. But not so much you. But I felt like, like after I watched, I went back and watched Romney and all the other ones, like the last three ones. None of those people, none of those other opposition Republicans took took the fight to the other side. And I thought Pence actually took the fight to her a little bit. He did on some topic. It, 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 he did. If you compared, her, compared it to the last two election cycles, he took the fight to it. Because I watched the other ones, and all those guys were scared to death to really to really start shoving back against it. And I don't know if it's because he actually has cojones or it's because he's with Trump, so he's like, fuck it. Let's just let's push back hard against it. <laughs> I can't come across that much worse, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if the guy in charge is this bad, if I just do half of what he does, I'm going to look amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, his demeanor is, and his whole approach when he speaks is so different from Trump. Yeah. He's very diplomatic came off. He, um, he came off kind of Reagan to me. That's what was said prior to even the debate. Oh, that, really? That yeah, that his demeanor is more like Reagan. Smooth. He, it was yes. smooth. I was like, wow, this guy's uh, he's not this polished. It it's smooth polished. It's like I, w- I was like I said, I'm not a fan of the guy, but the optics look good. So if you would go back and maybe look at a debate with Reagan, you might see kind of the same type of oh really yeah demeanor. And See, but Reagan was a, an actor, so that he mm-hmm. was able to operate smoothly in those scenarios. Right. He had he had limelight experience. He knew how to how to kind of see when things was going a little derailing, and he can kind of just. I agree. So. Just like Arnold when he was governor of California. Yeah. He had his um, same demeanor <laughs> as he did on screen. I'm too young <laughs> for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll let you continue. Okay. So the topics. They said they have 10, and the first one is health care. It says make COVID-19 testing treatment, eventually vaccines widely available and free to everyone. Okay, you know what gets me? Did any of them, did any of them even harp on the thing that we are testing the most out of every country in the world? No, everything is very generic. I know, yes. but do you understand what I'm saying? So I we're think Trump in the first uh, debate, he Trump, brought it up, was yeah. like, do you think we're getting straight numbers from all these other countries? Hell no. No. <laughs> No. You, you think China's an honest player? No. The no. same one that tried to cover it up and play yeah. it off as uh, we didn't do it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I don't think so. I think every country has their own agenda. It, we have our own agenda. Yeah, everybody does. Yeah. So what we give to other countries, we don't really know what is said and sent to directly to other countries either. So it may be the same in return, what we see. Yeah. So. Yeah, but the difference is we have real freedom here to say the things we want. True. Like, if you go to YouTube and other stuff in other countries, you don't get the same diversity on the platform as we get in America. Right. I mean, here in America, if you jump on YouTube, you have a diverse profile of different people saying stuff against the state or the government or against different people. If you go to other countries, as soon as you start talking bad about the government, they just you're removed from the site like now, and maybe you get criminal charges on top of it. That's true. That's in the U.K., Germany. That's how that operates there. Yeah. It's way different than here in the States. Yeah. 
I was over in Japan many, many years ago, and that was uh, like a rude awakening to see their whole lifestyle and the way things are over there. Everybody's very monotone. You wouldn't see anybody over there walking down the street, let's say, in sweatpants and a big oversized T-shirt. Or a wife beater. <laughs> no, that's no ripped way. up. Everybody looks walking like, around brawless. No, everybody <laughs> looks so professional, no matter yeah. when it is, like they're going to work. So, <coughs> way different culture and lifestyle. Right. Can I get on the point of free to everybody? Free to everybody. How is it free? What? They're saying that they want to make the vaccine free for everybody. How is that free? Oh, it's easy. We'll we'll take money or overtax my mom, and then we can help pay for it. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so how is it free, Be- but you got to pay for it? Because the pharmaceutical companies right now are getting such a big lump of money. Okay, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, so, so now that you say that, who are they getting the money from? The government. Where, Where does the, the government get the money? Um, probably from either us or they're printing it. And that's a good thing. And that's from no, us I'm too. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> but I'm saying, yeah, that's we're going to give you it to everybody. Say it's well, free. How are we going to get that? But that's not free. It isn't. But it's good to say that it's not going to actually cost you. Let's say, it does out of your pocket. It though. does, but it does cost you out of your pocket. You're removing out. You're examining this thing as though it doesn't cost you out of your pocket, and it does. We may know. We may think it doesn't, but we know it does because it's a tangible that you're not having to pull out of your pocket. Yeah, but it's also money you lose to actually purchase stuff in the marketplace because things might cost more. The sales tax might be higher and stuff. So if you're paying more sales tax, you're losing your ability to buy other things over durations because you're losing it. You're squandering it on taxes. Right. But to me, when they say it's free, because these pharmaceutical companies you better start right picking up that flag because I'm going to start are, railing on you. <laughs> are getting start a lot of money right now. All right. Yeah. Let's go to the next one. Okay. So create a public option for health insurance available to all Americans that would cover all primary care with no cost payment, co-payments, and auto-enroll with the lowest income Americans in it without premiums. That's insane. Why is everybody not getting that option? Wait, what? what so we're offering the thing she's talking about, offering medical for people. It's only applicable to the people that are technically poor. Low no. income. No. Okay, if okay, I'll give you an example. If I was to lose my job, which I did a okay. couple years back, I don't have insurance. Private companies that you work for, they offer you insurance. No, I understand okay, that. But the in premiums for that insurance that they offer is so outrageous, nobody can afford it. Really, nobody can. So now, what am I going to do? I have no insurance. Covered California, which is a derivative off of I'm, I'm aware of it, yeah. Okay, it allows you to be able to purchase insurance depending on what you're, since you're not working, what your income is. So what was Cobra? Cobra was the outrageous one that nobody could af- ever afford. And you think we can really afford the one that we're offering that you're talking about? Um, To me, it was a blessing to actually have some sort of insurance where I didn't have medical bills that would last my lifetime. That it was affordable for me to get that insurance and also the co-payments and what it covered yes it was a it was it See, was a plus and i don't think it is a plus because it out of everybody you get hurt the most in that scenario because you are a fixed income right you don't have the ability to earn in the marketplace 
So you want these things at the same time for these things to be covered because the state can't print that money. So they have to subsidize it to, subsidize it to the Fed. So they're destroying your money's ability that what it can get in the marketplace. So you're just offsetting your cost to a different spot. But when you offset your cost, you're also offsetting everybody else's on top of it, not just yours alone. But those that didn't prior- I, I think you would have better opportunities if the market was more deregulated. So you had more companies competing to offer you health insurance other than Cobra and two other ones. Because California's, if you go to the states, you do have other options. They might not be as diverse and robust, but there is other options that drive down the price. Now, Covered California is a combination, from what I understand, I, I'm of aware. I federal picked, and so state. I, I picked up people that worked at the one over uh, next across the street from Cal Expo. That's where the that's where the, like a main hub set up at. So I used to pick people up that worked there, and they used to talk about this thing. And nobody has a fucking clue how it runs inside. And there's a lot of fraud built within it. And there's a lot of misallocation of money and other stuff. Other factors like that are happening. All I can say is what I've seen for myself, and I know when I first looked into it, I had no idea where to go. Well, there's brokers actually all over the place. So whatever's close to you, you can go to a broker. It's a regular like insurance agent you don't pay for, and you get options. You get options of Sutter, Kaiser, um, Dignity Health, a PPO. It's just like you would at your work. So they give you all these different options. These are what the costs are. What's your income? This is what it is. It's a breakdown of everything. So it's what you would normally get from your employer. You're able to get those same things. Yeah, because you're pushing the cost burden onto the younger generation. Somewhat. No, no, no. But if I didn't have insurance and I just went to an emergency room, it's so outrageous. I understand. Yeah, but that's California creating that problem. You have a bunch of people that are going to the hospital that don't have insurance nor have paid in the system, nor are productive people in society leeching off the average person working. They need to offset that cost because they're forced to provide treatment. So since they're doing that, they've got to make up the margins. You make up the margins by spreading it to everybody else. Well, this year it was a surprise. Um, At the beginning of the year, they have open enrollment, just like normal, any insurance. You choose your plan. You choose everything. And um, this year it was lower premiums. And we asked the guy why. And it's because California, it was part in their budget to subsidize more for covered California. So our premiums, me and my husband's, went down. I was shocked. And that is also going to apply to coming up open enrollment for this coming well, year. I think a lot of it, too. Is, is that going to stay the same, though? Because in, Cal- in uh, New York, I was reading that uh, the teachers were set to get like a $900 million, uh, I think, raise or something, like the whole state. And they had to disappear because of, they said, because of COVID. So they didn't get it because <laughs> of COVID. So, so yeah. now they're being, wow. they were scheduled to get like a raise. Yeah. And then all that money, they didn't have it because of COVID. Well, if you think so about that. So does that mean California so, says they're going to do this? Well, but that, then but it, this, when it comes around to it, they're, they're not? Well, California. so this will happen with California. So if, if that's the reality of New York, it's a tax shortfall is what they're probably facing. Yeah, because the rich people left. Not just rich people, just working class people in general. You don't think that's not happening in California? But California you, had a surplus. They did. You're a... Do you want me to pull up California's <laughs> budget deficit? Kate, do you, hold on. Hold on, sur- no, no, no. Ty, had a, no, okay, no. Okay, let me finish. No, no, because. They had a surplus. No, they didn't. Stop, Brown stop. Left. They didn't. No, they didn't. 
So this is how they quantify a surplus. You want to break this down for you? Okay. So we're actually in the deficit. But compared to last year, we took in more tax revenue, but we still are not covering any of these these requirements, uh, bonds and different stuff that we owe money on. But we're not going to include the amount of money we owe in debt on the balance sheet. All we're going to include is what we're taking in this year, what we did from last year. We owe a fuck ton of money that we can't pay the bills on right now in California. That's not a surplus. If you factor that in, we're way in debt in California. Massively. Okay. So is that like saying that I have like ten grand in the bank, but I have a twenty thousand dollars in debt? It's the yeah. same thing. No, it no, it's like I this. got money, but like no, I it, don't. It, this is this is a better analogy. It's I owe fifty thousand dollars, but I'm making ten thousand dollars more this year than I made last year. So I'm actually have a surplus now of ten thousand dollars. No, you don't. No, you no, you don't. It could, and then that on top of that, it's like oh, you've been paying off your debt. No, no, no. I've been actually getting more debt, but I'm actually taking more revenue this year. I know, but are you? Paying that debt off? No, no, you're not listening. We're expanding that, but we're bringing in more money, but we're not paying off that debt. That's not a surplus. Okay, but there's different budgets for different areas within the government. Oh, okay, we got to keep going because we're going to get deep in the week. Because <laughs> you're all about rationalizing debt, which you think being retired, you, you'd be vehemently against that. Well, I don't like debt either, okay? How many credit cards you got? I, that I won't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next one, empower Medicare to negotiate prescription drug prices economy. Okay, I agree that that needs to be done. I know um, President Trump has done that with insulin, and he's trying and it's to do drove it. down the cost massively. Yes. Yeah, that is, that's my wife's type 1 diabetic. We've seen the immediate impact from that. And as much as I don't agree with Trump on a lot of things, having these, having these companies compete with generic brands – why does every country in the world get that option and we don't? Okay, I used to work in a pharmaceutical company, okay? When I did, Ooh, I got the you. rude... No, I, that was many years <laughs> it's ago. It's a joke. Okay, but I did have to f- sign something when I left, okay? Don't don't bash <laughs> us in, little, in like on, on a talk show. But the thing is, it was the awakening of realizing how much money is put into R&D Research oh, and it's massive. Yeah, before that drug even comes to well, market. A lot of it's just the regulation hurdles, not right. even the R&D. So once you've covered your regulation hurdles, now you can start putting money into R&D. And, and, and you're, now you don't even have a guaranteed return because if you get through some of the treatments and they don't like the results, FDA is like, no, mm-hmm. no go. Yeah, but we got a couple billion dollars. I don't care. So you'd, you'd, even get the mar- you'd even get the marketplace the opportunity to try to recoup some funds. Or maybe that, maybe in America, the standards are not up to us, but maybe the standards are okay in other countries. So why would we not give those pharmaceutical companies the opportunity to talk to a third world country, say, hey, we got this drug, these are the side effects, it's not okay in America. You live in a third world country, most people die of malaria. Maybe some of these drugs are more beneficial than the side effects in the country you live. That's not even an option for a lot of these places. Well, one of the things I thought was... Wait, so if it fails here, they can't take it somewhere else? If they're an American company, there's giant regulations for them to get it outside into the marketplace. Damn. But they can open up a different company and sell a generic version and get it out, but they won't make the same profit margins they would have initially. So this was interesting. Okay, it takes anywhere from usually maybe an average seven to ten years before it's actually able to go to market. Okay, once it does that, then once it's on market, it's done all that, 
within the patent time, no other company can make that drug. Okay, but once that patent yeah, runs out, yeah, you have out, a small window. Other companies can make that drug, but it can't be totally identical. It has to be a little different. Yeah. Okay. Well, th- hold on. Let's. So you need to quantify that. So yes, that is true. But when you deal with other countries like China, they don't give a fuck about IP. So China, right. c- China can automatically, as soon as they feel fi- someone figures something out, they can automatically produce the generic version and sell it to countries. So, but it might have to be just sub- subversively done. But other countries, like smaller third world countries that really don't give a shit about IP and, and just care about a good drug that corrects major issues, they'll buy from China in a heartbeat over us. But it, interesting also is we sent a lot of drugs to other countries, third world. It's all different. I mean, even the amount within yes. a container, everything is totally different from what is sold here in the United States. But the other thing is, is about the patents. Once other companies can start making it, but it has to be a little different, their original pharmaceutical company will then a lot of times make their own generic drug cheaper, but still sell that original drug yeah. at the full price. That's a good business guy. So they're making they're making an awful lot of money. They that are, way. but I, but so do you think they're they're recouping a lot of the investment costs for R and D though? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. That's their way of yeah. doing that. See, I don't know as much as you do about the market when it comes to that, but I know enough about it. But I just thought, found that was that was kind of interesting. I, you know, didn't know that. So, but yeah, it's a it's a large chunk of money put into R&D for sure. So, let's go to the next one out of the 10 topics is economics. So raise the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour. Your understanding of, of, of economics is equivalent to a 10-year-old. I'm sorry, Mom. <laughs> I love you, but I know it, and it's like money is just a magical thing that just gets shared with everybody, and there's no cost burden to anything. Um, No, that's how I feel in my heart. <laughs> well, I feel that you're <laughs> that wrong. How about that? Okay. I feel I, like instead of worrying about minimum wage, you should worry about getting prices down. Yeah, let the market do what it does. Yeah, that's what the market naturally does is drives the price of everything down. So if so, if you're not getting raises, this is the benefit of what the marketplace does. You're not getting a raise. That's fine. That sucks. But if the real free markets are operating, what it does what it does it reduces your cost of living by driving the cost of everything down. So even if you don't get a raise, you do get the benefits of the markets actively doing what they they, they naturally do, which is drive competition and drive the price of things down. Yeah. So you Waiting don't for your money. So you don't need money to offset any cost of living because the market naturally does what it does by driving things down through natural competition. Yeah, but it, when it's the people um, that live paycheck to paycheck, that's the average person though. But a lot of people don't actually see that. They do. They they're just not cogni- they're not cognizant of it. Well, a big part is that there there's not a lot of competition in the market right now. Yeah, it's because the government hurdles. interferes so yes. much that it doesn't allow for competition. Yeah, so it, if you're a corporation and you can buy lobbyists to, to get politicians to enact certain laws that don't really do a lot, and we know they don't do a lot, but they make it really hard for competition, so a small business will outperform a bigger business because they don't have as many moving parts and they can make immediate changes in the marketplace. Well, if you're a bigger company, you know that, and you don't want to compete with something that nimble. So you gotta you gotta crush your competition, and the only way to do it, the government's good at doing a couple different things, but one is really good 
is destroying competition in the marketplace. They're pros at that. I agree. That's true. So that's probably why people don't see it. Yeah. So if, if you're if you're making, you know, if you look the majority of probably from the 1920s all up until maybe the 70s, no one made a lot of raises. Money money supply didn't grow that much. People's wages didn't grow that much. But the cost of living got easier and easier because the capitalism and open markets drove down the cost of things. And it so you don't need a raise when things are naturally getting driven down to the marketplace of competition. But all of a sudden, now you start inflating the money supply. You put regulations in. You make it harder for competition to drive down what it naturally does. And now you have to start justifying these federal mandates of a guaranteed certain amount of wage. And not only that, but $15 don't sound like fuck all in California. But in another state, that's a lot of money. So if you're a small businessman in another state, you are fucked. you got to figure out how to how to trim your staff now. So you're going to look at the shittiest people and cut those people first. Because you cannot afford to have dead weight on your roster when you're paying way egregious rates for the cost of living in the area. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So. But how many people have actually are aware of that? That's no, hold on, hold on. That's that's a non-talking point because they choose not to source that information. So is it your job to go and sit down every individual? We do it in school. How come they don't remember? Because no one really gives a shit. That's not a justification that we need to get involved. That's a problem on the individual not doing their job and, and the booster understanding of things. Now, did you have economics in high school? It was like a half of a semester. If that. And I don't remember any of it. Do you it. think the person in high school has a good understanding of economics that's teaching it to you? It depends. It depends on the teacher. No. Yes. You're, you're tr- I, think, I think teachers are very unimpressive. To, to me, it totally depends on the teacher. Don't you have teachers that, from your lifetime, okay, that okay. stand out? Okay, okay so hold on. One. So let's let's parse that little piece of data out. How many teachers do you have in your lifetime? Oh, hundreds. So that one is a representation for all the shitty ones. No, but that one is some. That one is a representation of all the shitty ones. No. no. So don't use. If you have a hundred teachers, there's only two of them that are good. You can't say teachers are good. Like, that's not f- a good ratio. No, <laughs> that's insane math. But that's your... There were lottery tickets options. But that's your interpretation Common that all math. the... <laughs> <laughs> but that's your interpretation that they were all shitty. I'm not saying that. Sometimes it takes just one or two teachers that are such a standout that you really got something and an understanding from them. I got I got majority of that when I went to college at taking night classes because all those guys had day jobs. And they weren't there to fuck around and waste their time. And now that college can kick you the fuck out of class if you're a piece of shit. They're not going to waste their time. Why is that option available in the regular school system? That's not the It's totally too different. It's black and white. You're right. Point, it because is. Because we're forcing kids that don't want to go to school and don't want to learn to be in the classroom disrupting everybody else. I know there is programs in other countries. I can't tell you the top of my head, but I do know about that. Students are given option if they, once they finish high school, they either can go to college or they can either learn a trade, and it's paid for through the country, okay? So like you said, some people going to college and furthering their education in a book situation, and that's what their goal is, sometimes that doesn't work for everybody. Some people need to have more of an actual trade with their hands actually focus on something you not don't a- say you want to know what Cal- you know what you know what sacramento just put out 
two weeks ago, we were covering the article on our Friday show, is they want more students to really up up the amount of college that they're going to. And and and, and just in the last year, they've seen, they've seen a 30% increase in students taking out financial aid. That's not a good thing. Why not, though? Because they're going in, they're furthering their education, and it's free. Okay, but... It's not free. The, we're yeah, paying, it is. It's free. <laughs> we're paying for it, but it's the outcome. I mean, seriously... Okay, hold on. You're going to get in the weeds really quick, and you're going to start making some <laughs> I feel statements. So you think it's... You think, okay, if you had to quantify the amount of people we're putting out of college, what do you think, what do you think the ratio of, of successful... And invest it to ratio to outcome that you're getting out of college from a lot of these students. I don't know the percent. No, off the cuff, what do you think it is? I'm kind of curious. Um, I got some tangible data. I would say probably 40%. Is that not? I'll give that to you in the STEMs. What do you think it is in the humanities? Oh, um, probably even lower. You want to know the number or do you want to guess? Um, just give me the number. It's around 5%. Ooh. 5 to 3%. So if you study humanities, psychology, sociology, your outcome to investment, to productivity that you make in the marketplace, you only 3 to 5% of those people get the payoff margin. So if you take out, the, so if you get a bachelor's in this area now, it's probably going to cost you about $150,000. You're not going to recoup that in the marketplace. You think... St- Let's be honest. There's a lot of these fuckers that are Starbucks lifetimers. Do you, do you think that was a good payoff? That you're you're halfway into the, the average home almost. But it depends on the person. Technically, too. that was my mom's whole or my parents' whole uh, house back yeah. in the day. In That's 2001 insane. When they bought it, so you got a bachelor's in psychology. What are you doing? What What are we doing? What do you What are you doing? That's so amazing with that knowledge. Oh, you're stay at home. What? But also the payoff may not be great. Okay, the numbers may be low. But I think that person, if that's where they want to go in their life, I think that's a See, I don't decision. think that. I, no, no, no. I don't think I that's, think that's fine. But you're paying for it. Yeah, not me. Why am I paying for that then? Yeah. If you want to study that, that's all. That's I don't care. Yeah, go for that's it. That's your money. Um, if you want to, but waste, don't complain to me if, when you have too yeah. much debt and you can't afford to buy anything now. So let's run that, let's say that. We'll play the role scenario though. I'm one of those students, and you're the parent, and you're paying a hundred. You had to pay out of pocket one hundred fifty thousand dollars for me to go get a bachelor's in psychology. So you sink that into me, and then I get out, and I don't do anything, and then I kind of don't want to do anything, and then that's not a scalable job in the marketplace for the most part. And then I end up at Starbucks, and I've been at Starbucks for ten years. What are you thinking? I'm thinking maybe that this fucking piece of shit kid <laughs> fucking robbed me of $150,000 and now they're complaining while they're dyeing their hair working at Starbucks. I fucking hate this cocksucker. I need to find a way to kick him out of my house or move to another state. Have you? My ever- mom told me to fuck off whenever I went to uh, the you, trade school I went to. How, you guess- <laughs> <laughs> the trade school that I went to, they, she told me, no, I'm not, I'm not helping you sign. And the school was like, oh, well, he's under 24, so that this, the, the government really likes you to help. She was like, nah. Good. That's a good parent. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and uh, she ended up having to fill out all these extra forms that said, I ain't doing it. And then all of it got stuck on me, which is fine. I don't care. But not that, I'm but, still paying for but, it. But, but, but that's that's the responsibility. That's a little insight to responsibility that you got to bear your burden. Yeah. That that's a, good, that's a good teaching point as a parent. Why? Why am I funding this? I don't agree with it. 
It, none, maybe I don't agree. Well, with she it. agreed with it, but she's just like, I'm not paying for it. Yeah, you do. Because if you because if you drop off, drop out, I still have to pay for yes. it. Yes. Yeah. So she was like, and if you drop out, you're the one paying for it still. Yeah, that's the responsibility put on you in that equation. Yeah. But I have to say, when I went to college, things were way different than it is now. Yeah. I understand. You know, I mean, uh, money wise, I understand well, it's everything. That, it was a lot cheaper. Oh college, yeah, right. You didn't have a bunch of people going to college and wasting their time. You did. But not on the scale that we have today. We got to keep moving. We're going to get this. <laughs> well, these are easy to get caught in the but weeds. But my so. degree was human services, and it was <laughs> that direction. You're not impressing Social me. Social work, psychology. And at the time, it was probably good. No, it now, wasn't. No, it wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> no. Well, well, you know what? It may I don't know. You know at what? At the time, it might be different. It, Times changed. It was. You know what? You didn't have a flood of the market of those people. So there was. it was probably a lot more scalable because you didn't have this thick competition because you can only put so many humanity. Let's let's be honest. People that do humanities work are very very small groups that make up any type of business because they're not really productive parts of the business. I'm being honest. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally disagree with you. That's fine. <laughs> what, so what are you gonna say? I was a great communicator. Is that is that what you're standing behind? <laughs> <laughs> I think it has to be a passion to go into that field, though. Yeah, too. but I think most of those people don't have a passion. They're, just, they're looking for an I easy... I agree. I totally agree. But I think a lot of people, I'm not going to say all, but I think a lot of people that go into humanities, they have to have a passion. And they have to have, and to me, have a goal that they want to achieve to better a person, better society, or whatever it may be. That's just my So opinion. did you do your part? Did you go out and change the world? I did do some. I did do some things. What was it? Yes, I did. I know. What was it? Um, I worked. I worked, there we go. I worked. This at, is crumbling like a sandcastle. No, for field work, <laughs> for field work experience, I worked in grammar school with special ed kids. I worked up in Sonoma. I'll give you that. With that mentally special this, needs people is is a certain breed of person. And I also worked in convalescent home, trying to get activities and people. In their elderly states. Did you have an old person throw piss at you ever? No. I don't believe that. But I was impressed. <laughs> I have to say this. There was a lady that was there that was 99 years old, and she finished getting her master's degree. Wow. Now, is that impressive or what? How long ago was that? Oh, a long, long time I don't, ago. <laughs> I, I, don't think, I don't think you'd get that nowadays. It, I mean, you can't she, afford it. it had been, uh, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> But, I mean, it had been over a long period of time, yeah. but that was what her goal she had set. That's fine. That, that's yeah. that's the goal her set. No one forced her into it. She chose no. it. But that, that naturally occurred from her doing that. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I want these people that people are making decisions to go to college to be a natural goal with a trajectory. How many of these kids are going to college with a trajectory? To party. Trajectory. <laughs> How many of them actually have a plan other than I'm just, no. I'm just doing general ed right now? Yeah. No. Anything outside that? Oh, I'll figure it out on the way, bro. Oh, Solid. Oh, your parents paid the, for it too? Awesome. That's even better. I think the funny thing is you do general ed at like one of these four-year uh, colleges. Yeah. I don't, how much more expensive is it to do it at a four-year oh, versus just going massive. to a community, yeah. do, going to a community yeah. college for those, you know, just those general eds yeah. and then going to that, But a community college gives you the ability to do it while you work during the day. Yeah. You don't got that. University, man, you got to just, you're, you got to be a committed student. And I think that's where maybe there should be a preference as far as community college when you're talking about free education and all that. I think because community college, really the basics, like you were saying, general ed, and also people maybe can realize 
this is not the direction I wanted to go. Yes. This is more, and, and those and decisions. And you don't have a laden cost burden that kills you. Right. All right, let's, let's continue. Okay, the next one is um, dependent care tax credit. See, I, I, I think if our money wasn't getting destroyed and the market was doing what it's doing, you wouldn't need the tax credits. You don't think they're good write-offs for you when you do your taxes? I think what a, what a better alternative is, is the marketplace doing what it does and driving down the cost of the average person. Okay, but the more money you make, those tax credits do come in handy for but you to the, be able to write sure things do. off. But you don't need them when the market's doing what it naturally does. But you cannot always depend on that. I think, let's so what do you think is more dependable at putting out a product into the market, the government or the market? What product does the government put out? I've oh. never heard about it. They take your dollars and they make them into pair of airplanes and they fly them back into service. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they specialize in I'm just saying, in what, what, what product does the government do? I, what, so what product does the government put out in the marketplace? Well, we're talking about tax credit. Oh, yeah, we are. That's fine, but why do we need tax credits? Like I said, because government regulation has made them what the marketplace do, do naturally not viable and it's not happening. You know, you don't have these these things that the market does, which is naturally drive down the cost of, cost of things. So you need to make alternatives and make people think that they're actually getting the benefit. Well, it's the same thing with childcare. All those things that are write offs that are a plus to the average worker that's trying to. A lot of people yeah, but the, uh, the, the root problem to the equation is the government destroying what the market does and and, and not that inflating your money supply and devaluing what your dollar does in the marketplace. I, I know the guys that people don't understand what that means, so it's really easy to keep doing it. If, if you get the market, if you get the market to do what it wants to do and have the government out of the equation, it's going to drive down the cost of things. It's going to make it so pe two people don't have to work in the household. That sounds good, but that's like on the grand scale of things. Okay, what you're saying, and I, I'm that's not, not no, 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 no. I'm not disagreeing, no, but that, that's in the not, meantime, no, no, no. But in the no, meantime, no, those on. credits. No, that that is not a grand scale view. The grand scale view is you saying the tax credit is actually the correct mechanism to fix that problem. For the, for the time being, maybe it is. Really, you don't think taxing the fuck out of people to pay for bullshit things? Is a consequence to, that make that go into play? I don't know. Let's keep going because I know your position. You're all about spending <laughs> other people's money. Oh, really? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay, the next one is make public colleges, which we touched on this earlier, make public colleges and universities tuition-free for students whose family earns less than $125,000 and communicate Community college, it's tuition-free for all. We kind of talked about so that. So you think that's free? You don't think the colleges are getting paid on the backside of that? Well, oh, well they get endowments from people. They get you, tax on. credits. You don't, the you don't there think is a lot of things that they okay, do get. So if, okay, so now we understand that they, they are probably getting paid that tuition cost. It's being subsidized to the tax dollars. Somebody's paying. That, that tuition cost is being paid. We're just not seeing it on the face value. So when we say, yeah, it's free, no, it's not free, it's being paid on the backside. So now that we understand the government's probably paying an under-the-table tuition costs for the students going or writing a bill or figuring a way to put into play. So if you're a, a, an institution and the government's guaranteeing you a payoff, you don't think that's going to raise the cost of it? Yeah. But, but, I, you, but no one's going to see the cost because we're acting like it's free. Okay, but I have a question. So 
not to have the government help with tuitions or college free. So you have two different people, one that makes $200,000, one that makes $25,000 family-wise. Okay, hold on. You just laid that out. Let me lay this out. So the person that makes $200,000, how much time do they invest putting the grind on in life to make things happen? And how much did the person at $25,000 put the grind on to make things happen in life? I can't say because well, I don't I'm gonna, I'm, know what so, their situations so will it, were. That's irrelevant to me. No, not really. No, because there's plenty of people who's dealt with shitty situations that make the grind happen and put it out there and make their shit go. And if you're not willing to do that, why am I forced to subsidize it? So you feel that those that are making $200,000 or whatever it may be. They can make $5 million. I don't give a fuck. Okay, but those that are making, let's say. Okay, are they working at McDonald's? Are they working extra shifts at McDonald's? Are they reading? What does this thing do for your knowledge? Just to have an understanding. The phone? Yes. What's it do? Yes. Um, it's communication. It's internet. What does that give you the option to do? It gives you many different options. Research, a diverse learn. Yeah. Okay. Who has one of these? Everybody, just about. Even homeless so, people. So I'm, I'm just painting the picture to where we're going to go with this. Everybody has this. Everybody has the available knowledge that's that's all around the world at the tip of your fingers. They understand the inner, inner workings of anything that you want to know in the world. Why in the fuck are you stuck working at McDonald's? Making twenty thousand dollars a year. I don't know. I can't say what. People, deep, deep. But I can't say what people's background. I know, is, but so what their so stop. Like. That's irrelevant. That is an irrelevant point. When this supplies all information, there's actually lectures where people break down how to do fucking math for an idiot but in English. So there really is. So man. so let's let's put these quantifiers in place. You're on an equal playing field with the people that you think are so holier than now with available knowledge to, to make yourself marketable in the place. Okay. So now we understand knowledge is abundant and available for everybody. And not that, but the free market has gained opportunities to build a studio in your house at minimal cost. Why in the fuck are you at McDonald's making $20,000 a year complaining? I can't say what people's backgrounds. People come from all different Yeah, but you're paying the picture. But you're paying the picture that the guy that made $200,000 is for some reason had an easy life, and the person down here has had it way harder. Not so much that is the ability for them to, you're talking about not paying our tax dollars into free college and all that, but somebody making $200,000 is able to afford to pay for their children to go to college. I'm, I'm, okay, making, you're, you're what not. If they make 200000 but they own a business that sucks up 80000 off of it, but that doesn't count because their gross was two hundred. But so therefore, they have to pay for those eighty thousand in the business, and still have to pay for the college but, but, for their but, kids. And but they would so, be getting tax write-offs at the end of the year because they would be losing money on their business. It doesn't matter. Here's the other thing. <laughs> and then okay here's the that. other thing. What about the guy that makes two hundred one? Yeah. Well, I missed it. Rant. So on that one thousand, on that one thousand that he went over, he's supposed to pay for his college for his kids' college. Well, that was a random number. Well, I know that's a random yeah. number, but that's what I'm saying. We're showing you so, the insanity of right. what you're saying. Yeah. So, so like, this was years ago, and I was still in high school, and I remember my mom was telling me about how uh, one of her coworkers, her and her husband, made I think like four thousand over whatever they needed, whatever they had to be under. Yeah. For her, for her, uh, for her daughter to get federal money, and they made four thousand excess. 
So on those four thousand, they were supposed to send her co- her daughter to college. So who draws the line? The government does. They're really good at being very clear and precise with the way they operate with your yeah. dollars. Yeah. So and then my thing is with free college, who takes high school seriously? Nobody. So because very, it's free, very, very, I would say probably about probably about twenty percent of the population, maybe thirty, takes high school seriously. I think those are real tangible numbers. Yeah. Well, so if no one takes high school seriously because it's free, who's going to take college seriously? Oh, I because it's everybody. free. Everybody, who wouldn't? But now, over <laughs> the so that's 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 my point is that if we can't even get high school kids to take high school, I tell you what, we'll do this. We'll, we'll, Just because we'll they get, went over by one year and now they're college days, now they're going to take it seriously? We'll no. do this. We'll set, so now we'll start mandating kids have to go to college, and Kamal Harris will enforce truancy programs. So if you don't show up to your college <laughs> classes, we're going to sue your fucking parents. parents. Yeah. So that's that's my thing. Is we're going to lock your ass yeah. up if you can't get your kid to college. When something, when, to me, when something is free, it doesn't. there's no value to it. No. If I, if I gave you a car, you'd be like, okay, cool, but do you really care about it? No. You're going to wreck the shit out of it. Yeah. So if I gave you that card, you it's no value to you. It's whatever. But if you had to work and grind and freaking break your back to get that car, you're going to take care of that car like it's yeah. a, it's made out of gold. And you want to know why? Because it's not so much you have money invested. It's just you have time. Time. Yeah. You, you have a time preference involvement into the car. There's accountability to it. You understood what it took to get that. So, so, the, that, guy, so the guy making $200,000, what if he's the same motherfucker that saved every dime and worked two jobs and did all these different things to make all this stuff happen and and pushed his fun life living outside the spectrum. To put his kids through. No, and, that, and not, not say the kids aren't even in the equation yet, but funneled all his time and resources to building a small independent business or, or to making sure himself himself is set up. And at the same time, the guy that's making 20 was going out and partying every weekend, blowing through his paychecks, not saving any money at all because we know that happens. Everybody does that. So that, that, guy, that, that guy that has not... Alicourt allocated anything correctly is now on the hook to get covered for now. Everybody's on the hook to cover him for his fucking horrible actions. While the guy that was on the grind doing the shit you're supposed to do to be a productive person is now is eating a pile of shit in the process. But I understand what you're, I understand what you're saying. I, I agree to a certain point, but you're making assumptions of people that don't make very much money that their time is spent Parting their money away, not being real diligent about hold on, hold on. saving money. So you're saying that's um, what I'm saying is a lie. Just want to make sure. No, what I'm saying is you, I, are, I can't are you, make are, an are assumption. You say, are you saying we don't know people personally well, that the same does. exact scenario is not happening in real time? Everybody does. Okay, that's real. That's real life. Okay, everybody does. Well, then we go. To, you have a time preference issue, which people are starting to allocate time into productive manners, and people are not. And when you Allocate time into productive avenues. You're you're basically growing a tree. You're you're delaying gratification of other things that allocate your 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 capital and your energy in a direct manner. And this guy over here is just making blueberry bushes that die every couple of years. I understand that. Okay, but the po- I feel the point that we no, should give all these no, people no, no, a no, fuck no. ton of money. The <laughs> point is the person that is not maybe saving their money or doing what they should with their money or trying to excel into a better career for themselves, do you think that their kids are the ones that should pay for their parent not preparing for them to maybe go to school, to help them get through school? So let's understand this. Did you give me, my little brother, 
a car or anything like that. No, you, you guys like, worked hold, hold and earned hold everything. On. So, did you give us any money growing up when we got like to older ages? No, did except I, did, allowance. <laughs> that was loose. That I think we got it for like a month, and that was it. <laughs> so let's be honest with that. That was a but, good month. But the thing is, now being older, that's the best case scenario. Like my daughter gets an allowance, but there's a fuck ton of accountability that comes with the allowance. If I go in the backyard and there's dog shit, why isn't dog shit not picked up? Do you want to do this for free or do you want to get paid to do it? Because if you just you don't want to get paid to do it, that's fine. You just can go pick it up for free. Why is the toilet's not being cleaned? Why is the trash not being taken out? Why is the house not being picked up? Why is your brother not making sure the dishes get done correctly? There's an accountability to the money that's being allocated to her. And she understands if that fucking shit's not getting done correctly, she will now be doing it for free and there is no incentive. and It'll be a shitty chore that she has to do with no payoff. Well, I think that's a great structure to put for your kids. I do. But I wasn't raised that way. Yeah, because you were given money. So let's. And I wasn't that what, raised that way. Do you want to go down this rabbit hole or do you want to be quiet <laughs> about I that? Think that? I mean, it's true. You do take things for granted. Okay, you do. But on the other hand, you try to have. This, hold on. This, so this entire podcast is mostly revolving around accountability. That's the main thing I pushed. You cannot have liberty. And non-accountability. They, they are diametrically the same thing. With liberty comes responsibility. It also comes with the choices too. So you have this complex structure that you have. You can have liberty, but if you choose to unproductively use your time having fun, I'm all for that. I've never stood against that. If you want to do horrendous things and have fun in the process or whatever, have at it. None of us shut the backstop that bad behavior. So if you're out not doing anything to productively build yourself up to be an asset to somebody, okay, and at the same time you're getting girls pregnant and making your life harder to live, why am I on the fucking onus for that? I'm why are we not having that conversation and we're acting like every single thing is it's, it's, it has no, has no accountability to the person. That's just the circumstance. Get the fuck out of town with that shit. Anybody who has any goddamn rational decision-making can see from a mile away that looks like bullshit. You do have to have accountability. I agree with that. Do you, so do you think but, on, do you think the Democrats are pushing accountability? I really don't know because I still don't see specifics. No I way. <laughs> we'll just be vague as fuck about what we're talking about. And you know what they should almost say uh, after everything they quote, they should say, well, we feel this is the best course <laughs> of action. <laughs> That's, I, oh. that's why I wanted to go into human services. It's a feeling thing. I know. It's a feel Let's keep, good. Keep going. We're, <laughs> we ain't caught in the weeds. Oh, my God, man. Okay. And the next one is, oh, let me see. Take aggressive steps to increase the supply of housing, including affordable housing. But they're the same people that are regulating the fuck out of the housing development so we can't build anything with zoning. They're zoning our state into death. So we can't build because we want we don't want to have too many houses because it might drive the price market down. You, if you're building a lot of houses, guess what it's going to do? Oversupply the market. Oh, what does that do? Drives the cost of houses down. Well, they're talking about affordable housing too. Okay, do you want me to give you these numbers that I was looking at the other week with what their projection is for affordable housing? Okay. Their idea of affordable housing is building like they were giving the square footage structure cost. And it was an insane amount. It was over $450 a square foot on the projects they want to build. Yes, the renovations for the hotels to make these things affordable. You could build fucking multi-million dollar homes for that, for, for that cost analysis. That's insane. Where in the marketplace would a developer say, yeah, 
anybody in the marketplace, if you were trying to build a house at that square footage, you would have the fucking smallest demographics of buyers anywhere in the world almost. That's What about that sounds affordable? Don't worry, it's your tax dollars, so nobody's really accountable to it. But there should be affordable housing for, I think, and but there used to be, and I don't think it's like this anymore. It used to be affordable housing, which low income or, or um, where it's variable. It used to be the town or city have to, had to be under a certain population. It couldn't be over a certain population. It used to be like this because they wanted it to be to grow smaller towns, smaller rural areas so and stuff like that. It used to be like so that. So let's parse that what you just said. Okay. So if you're low-income, where do most low-income people end up living? A house or an apartment? Apartment. Okay. So now that we set that forward, so if you're a homeowner and living in a semi-affluent neighborhood where the average house cost is $500,000, are you going to want anybody to build low-income apartments next to you? No. That's why I'm not saying no myself, but I'm saying in general population. Stop for three seconds. Okay. So now we establish that. Now that we understand that, okay, where do you think the available building spots are in a major city? But that's why I'm no, saying I, I, what it I, used I, I to know, be I and know. was in smaller not, rural areas. You're not answering my question. Small rural areas don't need the affordable housing for the most part because you don't have a major demographic of people. That area is mostly concentrated in metropolitan areas. So if you're in a metropolitan area and you're next to these ex- expensive homes where there is areas to build affordable housing – Let's be honest, most of the people in downtown, the fab 40s and 50s, have a lot of fucking money and they're Democrats. Do you think they're going to go with any low-income housing next to their places? Fuck no. Fuck no. But that's what I'm saying when it used to be. It used to be... Are we talking about now? But I'm saying... That's why I'm saying it probably changed, but to me that that was a good incentive. I I find Democrats to be full of shit when it comes to those positions. Because ain't none of these motherfuckers... That have all this money screaming equal equality or talking about low income next to their fucking nice houses. Oh, it's like the Chicago mayor that was like, yeah, you guys should protest and then use the cops to protect her block. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah, you guys yeah. should protest. Just don't protest near my house. Yeah, I will shoot your ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I'll <laughs> use your government. Guards. I'll give use yours tax money to pay for my security. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that's something that should be looked at. There's a lot of property. No, no, no. See, that's you're, you're harping on the problem. It should be looked at. Looking at shit doesn't solve problems in the marketplace. All it does is add cost to government intervention into the process. It's a lot of looking into things. That don't, okay, so California is now looking into reparations for African Americans in California. Do you think we're really going to pay African Americans reparations in California? Probably not. How much we money? We probably are. No. Uh, no You way. don't think we're going to pay reparations? No, we're no. not. So they're just spending a few million dollars on a nine-person tax force to figure out that we're not going to pay. That we're not going to pay them. Yeah. Oh, let's go ahead and do that. The optics are going to look good. Oh, California is very progressive. Look at they're looking in data. I figured they would do it just because they want to say they did it. No. It's the same thing like Native American Indians. Yeah, they, they're not. They're not paying them shit. Like they they, that never happened. <laughs> so we're just going to take this tax money and put it into our pockets. Yeah, we're, we're, we're under the guise that th- we're doing th- something. So for this is you. how it works. So I'm a politician and I got a piece of shit kid and I got to find a way to make some nepotism action happen. So I open up a task force, and I get him and his fuckhead buddies that are part of my other friend's fucking political class, and we're going to build this task force, and we're going to pay him an ungodly amount of money to basically go on YouTube and fuck around and check out porn on government tax dollars. And at the end of it, we're going to be like, 
you know, we crunched the numbers and we can't really come <laughs> up with substantial data there to conclude this is going to be in a thing that we can implement in the policy. Something like that. That's about. <laughs> I thought they would do it just to say they did no. it. No my way. thing is like if they did. So they did. You so, know, so, so like my thing so, with that. My you're thing, so cynical. Well, my <laughs> thing, my thing with that is, uh, so say we do it. Does that make slavery okay? Or are we just going to go ahead and say that, okay, so now we paid up, so now we're good, we're even? Or is it never going to stop? See that? Is it never going to, where's the backstop? Like, where, do, where does it end? So this is where this thing gets, to, in two different ways, goes off the rails. Number one, California wasn't really in play when it came to the, the slavery issue. That they weren't even around. We were in Mexico. Yeah. We were. Yeah. yeah. We stole your shit, by the way. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> and then number two... Okay, you do that. What do you think every person that's white and maybe is a business owner is thinking when that happens? Get the fuck out of California now. You don't think there's not going to be a giant capital flight of actual businesses? Because who are they going to go after? Okay, who do you think they're going to hit with these levies of taxes to cover this money they want to put out? You think they're going to go after the taxpayer first? Fuck no. They're going to squeeze all businesses. What are businesses going to do? So we're, we're, we're already on razor-thin razor margins from living in California because everything's ungodly expensive to operate. And now you're going to add this extra tax levy. Fine. That's cool. We'll go somewhere else and try to start up a business from the ground up in a state that doesn't want to fuck... That, that understands the productive nature that we bring to the environment of giving people jobs where they can actually generate tax revenue through honest purchases in the marketplace. Where Where is that bill or where is all that talk right it, now? It already got ratified. So really? we're doing the investigation now. Now we're going to start with the investigation process. The task to force? Out. Yeah, the task force. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds super legit. <laughs> it does. <laughs> now, is that across all states or just California? No, that's California. That's, California. that's a California thing. Don't you think that other states that have maybe... You think Mississippi gives a shit? That's what I was going to ask. Mississippi's like, fuck off. Leave our state if, you, if that, that's what we're doing. Because if you look at the ratio... The Who's paying for this? Who's going to pay for all these reparations? So if we understand what the government really is, they don't have a product, they don't have a business, all their capital is generated through tax dollars. Are you going to tell me your mom from Hawaii or a, a Pacific Islander is on the onus now for that? What about our dad? His family's from Italy. Like, what are we talking about? Are, are your parents now from Mexico on the hook for that now? Yep. That's insane. <laughs> Your money is now going to be allocated to pay for something that you had zero involvement for of an institution that doesn't have a product in the marketplace and only generates cash flow from stealing it from you through an egregious income tax fucking cost. Let's keep moving. We, we anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Next up. Let's see where I am. Oh, criminal justice. This is the next this is the next category. Criminal justice. Overhaul of criminal justice system from top to bottom. Where was Kamala Harris when she was the AG? <laughs> so she's she she made those policies so that she could get to VP and get rid and of then them. get rid of those policies. <laughs> is that what we're doing? We're getting money on both sides. We're we're hey, getting money to you know make what? the policy and maybe, then getting money to get rid of Maybe the she's out in front of the curve and she realizes that we're going to they're going to make college fucking mandated for everybody. She's like, we can generate a lot, a lot of revenue off truancy charges on these people. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. 
It's a bunch of bunch of nothing being said. Okay. Yeah, and a complete overhaul. That sounds so fucking generic. Yeah. That's that's what they say. Yeah. Okay. That's then. your party right there, man. Well, like I said, these are very generic. There's nothing specific. The next one is decriminalization and marijuana use. Hundred percent for that. But leave the choice of whether to fully legalize it for recreational purposes purposes up to the individual states. I'm for that. Okay. That's yeah. a thing right now. This but you know what? The, you know what the Senate or the House did? What? They were like, we need to wait until after the election to vote on this because it might affect someone's ability to get reelected. Oh, that is 100% fuck? what happened right now. That was a bill that was getting worked on, and then they were like, oh, we're too close to the election. We shouldn't work on that no more. See, Let's I, wait until after the election. We'll get back in power, and then, you know, see, then and, we'll take and, care and of that. I agree that with issue. that. So take, that's the which, part that pissed me off so about let, that. Let's whole take thing. the federal government out of the equation. Because the federal government shouldn't be involved in these affairs when it comes to stuff like this. This is a state-by-state basis. So if the states want to legalize some in another state that doesn't want to, fine. Then that's what it is. And I have no problem with that. And people will say, well, we should know. The federal government's job is not to rain down the bootstrap on every state. It should be to stand beyond the Constitution, and that's the extent, that's the extent of the power they can exert. Anything that if they're, if they're having issues in the state where they're fucking actually trampling the Constitution's Ability to offer civil liberties and private property protection. That's, that's when, the when Fed, it steps in. That's when it does. Outside of that, if the state is not doing that, and they're just trying to come up with different laws, yeah, then fine. But if they're starting to take gun rights away from people, you're you're running right into the Second Amendment, and now you're going to have issues. But if you want to legalize drugs, that's not in the Constitution. And that and that's for you to choose. to. to if you want to wreck your life doing drugs, that's fine. I'm all for that. Then were the consequences. But we need to do a better job in the school and being honest instead of saying drugs are just bad. Like, hey, this is a reality. If you take this, you get this effect. This one is not addictive. This one's super addictive. And that's a conversation you don't have in school. The conversation is reefer madness. To a degree, that's kind of kind of to a degree, that's how it is. Have you ever seen and the at movie? the same time and at, and at the same time <laughs> I have. I have. And at the same time, the teachers are going home and smoking weed. <laughs> So, like, so, I, I, I know in Lincoln, a lot of the teachers used to talk about how drugs are bad. Sometimes you they come in, you like, this motherfucker smell like weed. <laughs> I was oblivious to it. I was I was very sheltered as a kid. <laughs> you knew what it smelled like? No. Oh. Growing up, I didn't uh, smoke weed until after I was eight. Uh, I was 18, almost 19, uh, until I smoked for the first time. <laughs> See, when I went to high school, that's back in the... 60s. Smoking weed with the teachers in the back of the class. <laughs> teachers got high because it was still pretty new. The, so the it hadn't been banned yet. No, it was still and well, it, 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 was it was way different. It was banned back in the day. But it was Capone. more. It, 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 no one, no one, no one knew enough about it, and no one had made a bunch of propaganda pieces right. other than very few people. Reefer Madness was probably the first one that was a giant propaganda. That one. was back in the fifties. I, I know, but but yeah. even then, sometimes movies take ripples to get the effect of what the message right. is trying to put out. But even then, not a lot of people did that. It wasn't until the CIA and a lot of places got involved with the different drugs and weed is just a a, a, a consequence of the other stuff they were getting to drug wise, like crack cocaine, a lot of different things they were putting in the cities. But Capone, Capone was, uh, he got burned up on a ton of different weed charges back in the day. But the mobsters back in the day, they didn't deal with drugs for a long time. That was they like a booze, taboo. It, it was a boozer thing. Yeah, yeah. gambling, all that. Yeah. And it wasn't until way later than then that kind of started coming about. That was kind of a taboo at the beginning. But yeah. anyway, going back to legalization, yeah, I agree it should by, be by states. But there should be some sort of legislature 
to me going over. I already stopped listening as soon as you said no, that. No, no, let me finish. Because I know somebody that is in the business, and the California makes so, so much money every, off of all that. Every state, and every it's state not, does. It's not just taxes. It's going with the licensing. It's going with everything. But then we're just, that's, that's a but, government but, regulating the shit out of the market. A, but the right now the state can go through and have these people jump through all these hoops, pay all this money. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to get a license from us. But that's and you, the money well, that you paid. But you're, you're, too you're, bad. you're proving the point that I make all the time on the podcast. The government doesn't do anything productive in the marketplace. It all it does is drive the cost of competition out of the marketplace, so you don't have any competition. So, like, if you run down the long game, and I could see them, I could see this being a, being a very very tangible thing. So, if you're doing that and you're driving all this small competition out, and you're just squeezing and squeezing and squeezing. And all of a sudden, you squeeze it and squeeze it, and then the only thing you have left are major corporations like Marlboro and different companies buying out. You, all you did is use the government to fucking kill the market, the competition in the market. And if you don't think Marlboro and these places aren't fucking lobbying against these places, you're insane. They are. They understand. They, all they're doing is wooling the power of government against the competition. That's that's a further understanding of why the government shouldn't be in the marketplace. But when you're talking, it's an artificial removal of competition. I, well, I think that's funny though, because California is making so much money off of they that. They are, but they need more. They well, want to raise your taxes so, because so they need more. I know. So, but so, so it's if, like, so where if, do where do we, where does it stop? It doesn't. Well, it stops when when people enough people leave. We have giant massive shortfalls in the taxes, and I think we're going to head to that in the next year or not. But there, it's it's such a it's such a nuanced thing with legalization. That they didn't really think things out when they started doing it, but the state is taking so much, so much revenue in from all of this, and it's kind of like fine so, hey, by the coast. They sales. are, you know, you know how productive they are with the money they're taking in. Tell me, task force. Yeah, we opened a new task force to check um, oh. slavery reparations. <laughs> Didn't you notice that all your cost of living is going down? It is. No, but if we say it enough, it'll sound true. <laughs> Okay, next. Yeah, my whole thing, one more, one <laughs> no, more point. Go ahead. My whole thing with the weed thing is that the bill was making it federally federally legal, and then states get to choose. That's what we have right now. How about we just California, take, Colorado, all these yeah. other states, they legalized it. How about we just, but take, how we you, just take the. But the federal is still technically illegal. How about we just take mm-hmm. the Fed out of the equation, period? The yeah. Fed, this, this isn't your. This isn't part of your job. The only reason we made your job because you have the DEA and all these other places getting involved in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the FDA and all that stuff. But the, the ultimate thing is they want to be involved because they're going to get revenue out of all that too. When if it becomes yeah, but if you let the th- but if you let the marketplace do what it does, you're going to get that revenue. Let the market do what it does. But right now, the states are not so equipped to. No, to, none of them. Hold on. Yeah, whoa, 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 No, no, stop. The states are never equipped to handle anything. So you think what? So okay. So what do you what do you want the state to do? Expand the bureaucracy the way they get involved with it. No, but it should have been more of a planned out detail of hey, what they on, were on, going to on. do. Let's parse apart what you just said. Do you understand how complex the marketplace is? In in what? Anything. You can okay. pick any singularity in the marketplace. And do you understand how complex it is? Oh, right. Okay. I understand. Do you think you have amazing people that understand businesses that actually work for the government? Some. Really? Mm-hmm. I think so. Way yeah. better than the private sector people do? Um, I would say 
Probably so. I'd say you're 100 percent wrong. I would say you I, like lose if you were at a, if you were betting that you would never have a it, that's not even laudable when lottery lottery winning numbers. They don't understand. You don't think so at all? No, I no. think they're completely inept when it comes to understanding actually market operations. So you think that the people that we have, federal government, the economics, they don't understand. I think they're I think they're a joke too. Really? Yeah. You think the market's a tangible thing to attach to the economy? No, I'm not saying that. So I'm when so when Trump comes on and says the best best market ever because the stock market's all the time high, it's like you're fucking retarded. Like thirty percent unemployment. What are we talking about? He's looking at different numbers than all of us are seeing. I'm looking at real numbers, <laughs> things that affect people's lives. It's I, like you I, said, I, are you saying enough? It sounds pretty good. Yeah, if you say it <laughs> enough, everybody's like, "Fuck yeah, it's the best economy mm-hmm. ever." Why? Well, if the fucking market's at all time high. It's green going up. Yeah, that means. I mean, why? Because <laughs> it's being flooded with fucking your tax dollars pumped into the fucking treasury department and other institutions like that. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. So the next one is. Crazy talk. 